Time for a Stain Gang podcast with Brittany Talley as we talk about Midwestern State softball. I'm Pete Stein. Glad you could be with us for these podcasts. Hope you'll join us every week and hope you'll be at Mustangs Park this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Angelo State visiting the Mustangs and uh, Midwestern State uh, traveled to Cameron this past weekend, played Lubbock Christian here. Let's start with the Lubbock Christian series. What did you take out of those three games against one of the top ranked teams in the nation? Um, just that we have to get a lot better in certain areas. <laughs> uh, and then you went to Cameron, and the third game of the series, you're right there with Cameron, and you hit. I think uh, I think you tripled your home run total for the season this weekend. You, you the the long ball showed up for sure for Midwestern State this weekend. Yeah, we um, talked about some stuff when we got back from Cameron on day one. Uh, we had a little like team meeting and went through some things and like kind of I guess cleared up the imagery and the vision and like exact details of what we were requesting and what we're looking for. So. I think it helped a lot because day two looked a whole lot better and more like the direction that we want to go. So it definitely made an impact, and we're going to continue to to do more of that as we go forward. So when you say the direction you want to go, what what direction are are we headed in? Um, just more competitive at bats, smarter at bats, working in a um, an aggressive but stubborn manner. <laughs> um, and, you know, like working through and understanding there at bats, uh, the IQ part uh, definitely has to come a long way. We had uh, more freshmen in the lineup this weekend. And so um, adjusting from travel ball to college softball is a little different. So what is the difference? How big of a jump is that? Uh, I think now it's way more um, because they play more exposure tournaments than tra- than actual like trophy tournaments. So they're kind of used to going to a tournament, playing five or six games in a day that are 70 minutes and I play two innings and then my teammate plays two innings and then I get two more innings at a different position and everybody's in and out and everybody gets to play um and then some of those tournaments have rules like where if you walk somebody else can go run for you and you get to hit again or um if the coach wants to see you hit you can jump in the lineup um free subs and a whole bunch of like just different um setup as far as like the rules yeah when you say an exposure tournament you're talking about this is these are tournaments that are set up so that scouts can come watch these players play Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas when they're playing for a trophy scouts could be there but it's not designed specifically to highlight the talent on the field is that a fair assessment exactly yes yeah uh you know Allie Monroe when you guys were in here taking pictures back before the season started I always use the analogy of people, teams, players coming off the bus. Mm-hmm. As players come off the bus, I'm looking at her. I'm going, that's an athlete right there. <laughs> she hit two home runs this week, and she looks like she could really develop into a, a, a hitter that could hit for average and power. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've been kind of waiting on her to, to get going a little <laughs> bit. And now that she's on it, we hope we want to keep her there as long as possible for, for sure. But the good thing is she is a freshman, and yeah, a lot of people uh, – Refer to Allie as a unit. So <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's definitely built for power. That's a, that's yeah, for there's sure. no doubt about it. I think she's six one, six two, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, she's pretty like close. Five, she's probably ten, five eleven, but she looks taller than she is in her uniform. Oh, I think she's taller than five eleven because yeah. I, I think she's taller than me. So, oh, yeah. uh, I but I'm, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, she she's just somebody who I, I keep thinking when the light goes on, she's really going to be a ball player for you, and it looks like. Maybe the light's coming on. Yeah, for sure. She's uh, she's starting to talk the game more and watch more. The this this generation's super lucky. They have access to like so many softball games on TV during their own season. So all they have to do is go on their phone and pull it up 
Whereas, you know, like 10 years ago, that was unheard of. Right. <laughs> um, and so they can watch and like be on the bus and sitting next to us and watching and, and talking the game and understanding it and like watching it at the highest level possible. And then like, oh, well, I can do that. Like, that's <laughs> no worries. You know, I've talked to so many baseball coaches and softball coaches and talking the game is important, isn't it? I, I think every coach I've ever talked to has emphasized that, that they want to hear their players talk in the game. Why is that? Uh, I just think it's an IQ sport. Like, um, being athletic definitely helps, and you need athletes to be successful, but a person who's really, really smart may not be as athletic as the next person and can still be just as successful in baseball and softball. So um, where in some other sports, not all of them, but um, – you know, you can get away with just being generally athletic. And a lot of them do through in softball, through high school and travel ball. Um, but you have to play smart at, at the college level, especially in, a, in the Lone Star, where you're playing with some of the top athletes in the country. So. Yeah, and some of the top-ranked teams, no, no doubt about it. My dad used to tell me it's the thinking man's game. He used to tell me that all the time. Uh, of course, uh, this is a tough conference, and you've got more tough competition coming in here because Angelo State's going to be in here this weekend. Uh what about Angelo State concerns you the most? Um, they're just really like all around uh, club teams. So where some teams are just like, you know, hanging and banging, um, they're going to play small ball. They're going to hit the long ball. They're going to be really, really structured. Um, Travis does a really good job of preparing them for every single situation. And they're really clean when it comes to executing what he wants in certain predicaments in certain situations so i know you talked in the, in the podcast last week about it's a process it, it at this point where you're at in terms of building this program at midwestern state how much attention are you having your players pay to the to the opponent as opposed to just improving their game in other words are you going to get detailed on the scouting report with angelo state this weekend uh, how does that how does how does that work how do you see that working um a little of both uh some of our kids um suffer from hyper focus when we give them too much information but we try and give them uh as much as necessary to be successful so while we're teaching the process of like say planning your approach to your at bat um you also have to plan your approach with what you're going to get so we do have them like look at the pitchers and you know this is their go-tos this is what they've thrown in the past this is what we're seeing this season so out of these three pitches which one do you hit the best and which one are you shopping for you know you're not going to go to gap and shop for walmart uh things so <laughs> we have to know the difference and then that is part of their process and learning and understanding how to understand their opponent and dissect that information. How does Angelo State's pitching compare with some of the pitching you've seen already this year? Um, they're going to throw hard. Um, I know a couple of them just from, like, recruiting them when they were in high school. Um, but it's it's pretty – I mean, one of Jen is known to, like, pop 66, 67. She can if she's having a good day. So um, that will be a little harder than what we've seen to date in this season um, if she's on that day and then a lot of them are curved rise so um, that's we just have to focus on hitting the outside <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you sense that the offense is coming along I know if you look at the totals you look at the season batting average they're all down but do you feel like the offense is starting to progress yeah I think so um, I think we've, we've got it locked it's it was hard for the kids to get adjusted at first I think because I was shifting and moving things around a lot um, so I went back to, you know, my initial um, philosophy on, like, just leave them in the game and, and <laughs> let them get going. So um, now the really the only ones that rotate are my catchers um, for, you know, safety precautions yeah. and uh, fatigue. But um, just keeping, 
you know, people in that are, are doing successful and allowing them the opportunity to, to ride their wave. So so I just want to make sure I'm hearing you right. You, you think you're getting closer to a settled lineup? For sure. Uh, when Taking a look back at the Cameron series, that third game of the series was so close and it was such a heartbreaking defeat. How did the team kind of respond after that? I know we're just a day after it, but at, were the girls excited about being in the game, being in a competitive game, hitting the ball the way they were, or did the ending kind of ruin it for them? Uh, no, I think actually this is the first time, um, you know, they were mad, like genuinely mad, <laughs> um, and not at the right – they were mad at the right things um, from a competitive standpoint. And so um, I think that says a lot into where we're going in the direction that we're going in. Um, and then I explained to them, you know, like – that was just an IQ situation and pre-pitch communication, which is an easy fix. Like now that you, we have the physicality and we're doing the, the right things from that standpoint, um, for as far as hitting and um, that game was better pitching standpoint. So, um, you know, I, I think IQ for me, like it's one of the funner things to teach and to see the light bulb go off on them and see how they react and grow in that aspect. So, um, you know, we can we can fix that. Sydney 100% made the right decision in what she did. She just didn't communicate prior to. And then, you know, Levi was, I was on her second game at shortstop for the <laughs> season. So I don't think that she was on the same page with Sydney. So just getting them on the same uh, wavelength. And everybody in the infield should be on the same wavelength all the time and knowing what our team um, philosophy and expectations are in each scenario and each situation to where we're going to go so that even if it isn't communicated that we understand 100% and we're almost you know telepathically doing it right but there should also be I know what you're saying but you also want them communicating with each other right whether that's verbally or with signs uh, there needs to be communication going on so that everybody knows what the situation is right for sure yeah i'm a fan of over communication <laughs> uh how much is there so is there somebody in the infield who's in charge of making sure that everybody's on the same page do you rely on the catcher you rely on the shortstop or it's, is it just everybody working together yeah it should be those two and um you know, usually Chloe's at short, and she's a over communicator. <laughs> she over communicates so that she doesn't overthink. And um, <laughs> that's uh, interesting. <laughs> so she like you know battles like she defeats her own overthinking in that regards. Um, Kayla knows like she just knows she has a high softball IQ, and she doesn't always communicate out loud. So <laughs> um, just getting and those, that's somebody you would want communicating out loud, <laughs> right? Because right? she's got the high IQ, right? And usually Bailey does. I think. Um, you know, Bailey was talking on that play, but I think Sydney just already had her mind made up, and so she knew <laughs> she knew what she wanted to do. But yeah, definitely. Usually, it's um, the catchers and the shortstops that are doing it. Um, in some situations, I'll have the outfield take priority communication just because they can see everything that's going on a little better. But um, that's just some more classroom stuff that we have to work on on who has the priority when and and when to communicate and you know if we have our mind made up we should probably turn around and tell somebody where we're going well we talked about the offense we talked about the defense we got to talk about the circle do you see progress there uh, a little bit I think um, we're just working through some kinks and uh, finding some uh, sequences that work um, you know the home run that we gave up to Cameron I just called the wrong pitch in the wrong <laughs> to the wrong kid. So um, I'll take that one. Levi hit her spot, but it was just a really good the, – the hitter did her job. So 
Um, but I think we're we're going in the right direction, and we're going to do some more individual work this week. And I think they're starting to feel the pressure now that the hitting is turned on. Like, oh, you know, I have to do my job too. So. And I mean, you're kind of in a in a quandary as the head coach, as the manager of this team right now. What your approach should be offensively, aren't you? Because of the problems you've had in the circle, I mean, do you play small ball or do you try for a big inning? These are these are the questions you're dealing with all the time, right? For sure, uh, and I think we've been mixing it up a little more, and uh, we've given some more kids some green lights to do stuff on their own and teaching them the situations, like when to do it on their own, so that necessarily I don't have to give a signal, and um, they can pull it out of their back pocket when they want to as long as it fits in our philosophy and, you know, the right game IQ stuff. So, um, and then just knowing, I think we have to get a whole lot smarter on base running and, and taking chances, when to take chances and how to take chances. And that's so. a really fine line too, isn't it? Because you want to be aggressive on the bases, but you don't want to run yourself out of an inning, exactly. especially when runs are hard to come by. Right. So um, just knowing that and knowing, you know, we don't have to be the fastest, but we can definitely be the smartest. So, And – We've talked before, you've got a lot of freshmen, so all of these experiences, I think, are, you know, are going to help them become better ball players uh, as, as you go along here. And uh, as you told me uh, last week, it's a process, and uh, it seems like you're starting to see some progress. It's just so tough in this conference. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I think the good thing is we are all freshmen, <laughs> so we do have a lot of freshmen, and they're competing, like, day in and day out with the, the other teams, so the losses kind of put a chip on their shoulder so they know what they don't want moving forward. So just to kind of reiterate, what would be your message to the team going into this weekend against Angelo State? Um, we said that, you know, we've now established a baseline of what we can do when we um, all put our focus on the same thing and we believe in each other and we're there, genuinely there for, for the game. And um, so that's the, the new starting point and it's only up from there. Brittany, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to this weekend and seeing uh, Midwestern State take on Angelo State, and we hope you'll be there as well at Mustangs Park. Uh, it's a single game Friday at 4, and then the uh, doubleheader Saturday begins at 1. Yes. So we want to see everybody at Mustangs Park uh, taking in some Midwestern State softball. Thanks to Brittany Talley. I'm Pete Stein. So long.